Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. Not only is there a hierarchy in heaven and a hierarchy on earth, there's a hierarchy in hell. Did you know that? Jesus pronounces woes, judgment, in his earthly ministry to the specific cities in Israel. And what he says is this. He says, woe to you, Tyre. Woe to you, Sidon. For if the miracles that have been performed in you were performed in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented long ago. What is he saying? And he goes on, and he makes it abundantly clear, explicitly, he says, judgment for you will be more severe. So when it comes to sin, another kind of Christian myth buster, if you want to play the Christian myth buster game today, here's another one for you. Not all sin is equal. That's actually another bad fruit of egalitarianism. You thought that was a Christian idea? It's not. Not all sin is equal. All sin is equal in one sense, only one sense. All sin is equal in the sense that all sin, apart from the saving grace found in Christ alone, to be received through faith alone, all sin is able to eternally separate you from God. All sin is equal in the sense that it can send you to hell. But even in hell, the Bible is very clear that some people's suffering will be greater than others. Now, that doesn't mean that some people will be comfortable Hell's going to be miserable for everybody, but not equally miserable for everybody. Do you know why? Because hell is not egalitarian. Do you know why? Because the one who rules over hell is not egalitarian. Do you know who rules over hell? Not the devil. God. Do you know what makes hell so miserable for the sinner? God. God is there. David says in the Psalms, where can I go from your presence? If I go down to Sheol. You are there. In the sea, you are there. On the land, you are there. There's nowhere that you can go from the presence of God. Satan is not the king of hell inflicting torment on those who rebelled against Christ. No, Satan will be joining them in being tormented. Satan's going to be punished, thrown into the lake of fire. And what makes the lake of fire so terrible? It's the wrath of Satan. No, God. It's God. It's the presence of God. But here's the deal. It's the presence of God, but only in the form, as it were, of his wrath, his justice, his judgment, his righteous indignation and anger. Whereas we will also be with God, but his presence only in the form, if you will, his love, his mercy, his compassion, his kindness. And so in hell which God rules, there is also a hierarchy. There is a hierarchy. Not all sin is equal. Jesus says, to the one who sins greatly, he will receive a severe beating. To the one who sins less greatly, he will receive a lighter beating. Jesus says this. And so, In terms of how do we get this hierarchy of sin, if it's not all equal, some sins are worse than others, what makes a sin worse than others? Two factors. The sin itself, the sin being more immoral than other sins, but also 
the context in which the sin occurs in terms of God's revelation. When Jesus pronounces woes on these Israelite cities, he's not just saying your sin, meaning the immoral action itself was more heinous than the immoral actions committed by Sodom and Gomorrah. No, what he says is if the miracles, the revelation, the grace, the rain, that's what we're getting at with our text. If the rain that you had received had been received by Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented. See, they rebelled against me, but in the midst of less grace. They didn't have Jesus' earthly ministry going around and healing the sick and raising the dead. Jesus says that if they did, they would have repented. So Jesus says, yeah, they were rebellious. And they will be justly judged. But to be fair, their rebellion was not as, as severe as yours, O Israel. Because they rebelled with one degree of grace from God. It's not as though they had no grace from God. Right? Romans 1 talks about natural revelation. Just the creation itself tells us something about God. So they did receive rain, as it were, grace, but less. That's what Jesus is saying. They got rain, and that's why they're guilty. That's why they're morally culpable for their rebellion because it's not as though God didn't give them anything. They received something. But even though they received something, they still chose to rebel. They received some measure of rain, but they produced no crops with that rain, and they will be judged. But Israel, oh Israel, you received rain on a daily basis. The sunlight that you received was perfect. The climate was perfect. The moisture, the soil, the nutrient, everything was perfect. What, what, what do you mean by that? You had Jesus. You had Jesus in the flesh walking in your midst, healing your sick, preaching to you the Sermon on the Mount. You, you saw him before your very eyes, crucified and resurrected. He came to his own, and yet you received him not. So what makes a sin worse than another? There is a hierarchy of sin in terms of the sin, the nature of sin itself. Murder is worse than coveting. So, well, all sin is the same. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, if you have anger towards your brother in your heart, you've murdered him. Okay, that's true. That is true. Um, but we don't take someone who has a, a, a bitter grudge against someone and, and give them the death penalty. And that's not our idea. The death penalty, that's God's idea. Life for a life. Think about this. Just the, the, the code of, of earthly consequences to be performed within the civil realm, civil justice, God gives us a code and not all of the penalties are equal. That tells us something about a hierarchy of sin. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, life for a life, meaning what? And that's God's idea, not ours. We do that in our justice system, we used to, in our justice system because we got it from the Bible. We got it from God. What is God effectively saying in that? He's saying a lesser crime gets a lesser penalty. A greater crime gets a greater penalty. Implying what? Not all crimes, not all immoral actions are equal. They're not all equal. So what makes one sin greater than the other? Two aspects. One, the sin itself, the nature of the sin. Two, how much grace did you receive? How much rain did you get? Because you may not be a serial killer, praise God, 
But if you've received grace after grace, grace upon grace, and yet whatever your little sin is, you've harbored it, instead of seeking to mortify it, put it to death, repent, that's serious. Small sin in the midst of great grace is serious. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.